How's it going, everybody? We are back today with another Third Life Crisis podcast episode for you all. Thank you for deciding to spend the next hour or so with us today. For those of you who are new to the podcast, we are three friends discussing our journeys from our 20s to our third life crisis. So join us on this wild adventure. My name is John Michael, and I'm joined with Cassie and Austin, as usual. Hello, guys. Hi. Hey. We recorded this episode on Monday, March 25th. Today, we're going to talk about some random topics. I got some baby news slash updates to share with everyone. We're going to revisit an old friend today. And yes, we took another week off, and we're going to get into that here in a bit Meh. but uh but if you were following us on social media you would uh you would know that already at 3rd live podcast is our handle for the major social sites find us on twitter facebook and instagram Alrighty, guys and gals how are y'all doing today am i the gals gals and guys yes <laughs> guys 2019 gals. cast i can't can't say hey guys um how are you feeling how are you guys doing we had a nice week off. Yes, very restful. My week is about to gear up, so it was nice to have a nice weekend. We relaxed a little bit, did some yard work. Again, I'm not cut out for yard work. You're not made for yard work. I'm not. I'm awful at it. Um. Well, okay, so we can jump into, you know, what we've been up to the past week. We did take, we took the week off. Uh, Cassie... You're starting. Hmm. You you mentioned already a little bit. You know, you're starting into gear. You're starting your uh, your Cassie's challenge. Was it a challenge? Yeah, uh, it was a yeah sl- slash resolution. It was a, it was oh yeah, yeah. Cassie's resolution. Resolution. <laughs> 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 I'm just kidding. <laughs> so you started. You started grad school. How's that going? It was your oh first my weekend. Gosh. It is my first weekend. I was. I still am. I was so nervous. Um. It was one of those things where you don't know what to expect. You know how like you go into your daily routine every day doing what you need to do. You're looking obviously looking forward to events and stuff like that, but usually you've got a kind of a clear picture of how it's going to go. With this, it's kind of one of those like walking in the dark kind of thing. So to me, I was just so nervous and so scared cuz I didn't I mean, my biggest thing is like don't fail. Like, you already put money into this. You cannot fail this class. Like, And so I'm, I'm just really nervous that I'm doing stuff incorrectly or that I'm not reading fast. And it, it was a little bit stressful because it's a lot of reading. That I'm not reading fast enough. And the way it works is it's eight-week courses. And so each week is a different, basically a different lesson plan. So once I'm done with last week's, there's no like going back and submitting it like it's due that week and then we're moving on kind of thing. So I was just nervous to not complete it in time and the days come by so fast. Um, so other than that extra <laughs> stress on me, uh, it's been it's been going and then plus work has been crazy. Um, the house just trying to maintain a decent looking lawn not even a well-kept lawn just like up to not even up to par because can't compete (laughs) with our neighbors but you know to where they don't like judge me (laughs) okay um that's been my week (laughs) yeah so you that that was just last week right you started just last week yes 
So it's going to be like that every week now. Every, I mean, every week's, like you said, a lesson plan. It's just go, 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 go. Yeah. With work and then trying to hopefully keep this podcast and then, we'll you know. We'll see. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy. Is this, are you more nervous this time around than you were, you know, going to, for going for your bachelor's? Um, I, so I felt this nervous close to graduation in undergrad. I feel like those first few years we were just having fun and I was, I thought it was pretty serious. Like my first semester towards the end, we were just kind of like messing around and then I got nervous, like, oh crap, now I have to graduate because you can't put any more money into it, you know, like, um, so that's so I, the feeling you have now. It's a similar feeling to when I was going to graduate because it was like, you have to finish these classes. You have to make good grades kind of thing. So maybe it'll wear off eventually, maybe after this first class. Yeah, maybe you should just start to have fun in the beginning, you know, and then towards no. the end of this. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not the same thing. No. Okay, well. Just pray for me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and then you guys were also in town. The weekend before that, right? Right before you started all that, uh, the bachelorette party that we talked about two podcasts ago. It was her wedding, Sibo's wedding. Yes. So you got you guys came down. We all got to hang out. We were in the hill country, out there. Where was it in Comfort, Bernie? Out there in Comfort, South Texas. of Comfort, yeah, Comfort, Texas. Uh, it was nice. It was a nice wedding. The weather was nice. The venue was nice. It was fun. A lot of dancing. Yeah, I had a. I had a fun time. It's, it was, I mean, we hang out, but it's hard to get all of us together in one place, you know. So it was nice seeing Leslie drinking, dancing. Um, it was awesome seeing my friends get married, obviously. Uh, the Her dress was awesome. The decorations, the venue was nice. The view, it was literally on a hill. And so you can see down all of the landscape. So that was really pretty. Um, but yeah, we had fun. No, yeah, I thought the the venue was really nice. Um, it wasn't too far. I mean, it was like an hour outside San Antonio. But driving out there, I mean, you know, there's really nothing out there. And then you get to the venue, and we went up a small little hill. But there's a little, there's like a little parking area, and then they took had a shuttle to take you to the top of the hill. And so once you got up there, the venue was really nice. You can look down. Uh, on the highway, on the other hills, they had like a little pond there. Um, it was just a really unique venue, and the decorations were all pretty cool. And we got to see our old friend, the photographer from yes. uh, Dream Moments, the guys who yes. photographed uh, my wedding back in December. Sibo uh, had booked them for this event for their wedding, and just catching up, you know, we see what he's doing on, on Facebook and whatnot, and he's obviously been busy, so it was good to see, to see him and hang out with him. Yeah, that was awesome. It, it is nice seeing people do well, like, in their business. Like, you know, their business is thriving, so that's that's exciting. Yeah, no, he's definitely, he's definitely yeah. good at what he does. His whole business, all his pictures are cool. Um, is, is the ice cream outside, Cassie? He is. Can you hear him? Yes. Okay. I didn't know if that was coming through the the through the mic. And why am I? Why? Am, why is this the first time I'm hearing about the ice cream man? I freaking <laughs> That's what love I'm saying. ice cream. I love raspas and pickles and cucumbers, and he's freaking coming down. We've been here for months, <laughs> and this guy has not shown his face, and some daylight comes out, and he's 
you know, playing his little music. Now I'm jelly because I can't get any. I'm over here recording this podcast. You can and all away. of this And all of this <laughs> recording is useless because John has to now edit it out. No, it's staying it. Jess loves the, uh, the Rospa Man ice cream truck. Like, she'll hear it a mile down and she'll be like, hope it comes down our street. And then she'll obviously She'll be waiting right there. <laughs> yeah. I sent you a video. Like, she rushed out there, got something, and then she, like, went. I don't know how to describe it. So I, I got to find it. But, like, she kind of was hiding. She saw me recording her from the distance. And she, like, <laughs> slowly walked away out of frame and towards the ice cream truck. Anyway, uh, going on to, I guess, this next thing here. We talked about it last year. It's starting up again this year. It's the craziness of March Madness. Uh, we, as the, we, as a podcast last year, got into it by going along with it. I think we started with 64 animals, and the goal was to... Was it 64? <laughs> That probably sounds right. <laughs> it was a lot. It was a lot of animals. <laughs> and the Just goal was much, to find to a po- the goal. The goal was to find a mascot for our newly created podcast. And how is that going? The podcast or the uh... <laughs> the mascot? Well, both, but mascot. <laughs> yeah. So this mascot. Uh, again, we're not gonna turn this into a segment like it was, but it was like a month long. What do you want to call it? Discussion. Bracket challenge. Yeah, it's a bracket challenge. We would vote. You know, certain animals would go against certain animals that we chose at the very beginning, and ultimately we came down to a winner that is gonna that was going to represent us. It was fan voted on. It was fan voted on. That's cr- I thought. Our, yeah, listen- right. our listeners voted, and it was our stingray. Yeah, stingray. Have yet to do anything with it. I brought it up, you know, over the year or so. There's we have to somehow in- incorporate it and. Uh, it just always gets overlooked. <laughs> Get a pet stingray. Yeah, we can. I mean, we could have them. I don't know. I've always said we should put them on the logo somewhere. And it's kind of like a, you know, people are going to be like, what the hell? But if you're listening to the podcast, if you have been, you'll know. You know what's up. You'll know what's up. Let's, let's all be honest. <laughs> Nobody's listening to the podcast. And everybody forgot about that stingray. <laughs> They're like, oh, yeah, you're horrible. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> It's only funny when I make fun of the podcast, John. Oh, yeah. I forgot to unsubscribe. No, I meant to say, I don't mean like that. I meant like they think we're horrible for not incorporating this animal. Oh, okay. (laughs) Not that the podcast is horrible. (laughs) Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, Talking about March Madness, I never really know anything about the college teams. I know people probably take it real serious. Uh, I do a bracket with you, Austin. You've been doing a bracket for a couple of years now, and Again, I don't do it to win, obviously, but it's fun. It's fun yeah, once it's, it's people fun start getting knocked out. Yeah. It's not fun for me. I have no idea what's going on. I'm in the it's same cool boat. To, it's cool to make fun picks and then obviously make what as makes educated. What makes fun? Can you... Well, you, you're picking your team. You pick, you're picking the team you want to win. I don't have a team. I mean, you, you do. You picked a winner. You picked a winner, but you don't. it might not be somebody that you know, you, you're backing in real life. Oh, well, yeah, but it's just fun. Of course, and then there's always the one in a, what, quadrillion chance you get it correct and Warren Buffett pays for the rest of your life. <laughs> that man, I mean, of all things he could have potentially given me money for, it's for something that has no chance or the stupidest chance of ever happening. That's the point. Yeah, that's the point. But, I mean, I can make that same promise, you know, and... But you couldn't deliver, John. Yeah, that's the but thing. it's not like he's gonna deliver. Is my if point. someone like, won, they, you don't know. he would he would have the money to do it. 
But my point is the percentage of it happening. He could have said anything outrageous, and it would have been probably on par with that. Sure, sure. I mean, what I'm saying is he's a coward. That's what I'm saying. He Dang. just needs to give us money. <laughs> you know, give, give me it. money for something I can do. <laughs> Maybe not me, but somebody who has a chance to do something. You know, someone who's gonna do three marathons straight or something. You know, like something Jesus. outrageous that can be physically or mentally tough. Someone, you know. Not just leave it up to chance. That's, That's the best part. That means I don't have to have any type of talent or skill. Just roll up and try. I'm saying he should give it to somebody who could do something to earn it, not just leave it up to, you know, to chance. John, yeah. don't tell this guy how to bet his money. He's doing just fine without you. <laughs> He's doing just fine without my financial advice. <laughs> I don't need to. I don't need to explain Warren Buffett to you. Mm-hmm. I don't need to defend him. I just never really thought about that. I mean, I've known about this whole bracket thing and what he offers, but, like, just talking about it out you're loud. You're just mad because you're not winning. <laughs> I mean, that too. I mean, if I, would, if I were to win, if, I would, if I'm, like, you know, two weeks away from the perfect bracket and I'm still perfect, my mouth's shut right now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you're not hearing a peep from me. But you are not. You are in seventh place in our bracket. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Keep it down over there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. Anything else on March Madness? Anything? I mean, it's a fun, like like I said, it's fun. You know, I know some people take it super seriously, like, but there's no telling with this. I feel like there's no, there's so many upsets that happen every year. Yeah. I can't really, personally, I can't get into college sports at all. I think I've already made that known on here. No, that's it. All right. So this past weekend, uh, you guys celebrated a milestone. Uh, oh, we haven't said the milestone. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> well, if you again, if you've listened from last year, you would have known around this time uh, we were in Miami, so uh, celebrating you two and you, you know, doing the the damn thing with the whole wedding and whatnot. So, I mean, a whole year later, how do how do y'all feel looking back at it? Look back at it. No, <laughs> it um, it went by really fast. It flew by. We had so much stuff going on last year that the first year anniversary definitely creeped up on me was it difficult the year like no the the marriage let's focus on the marriage right not the yeah the year being married were there trying times (laughs) or was it just (laughs) i mean austin and i've been at this for a while so i wouldn't say trying times right like i think today marks 10 years we've been together so today today or yesterday 10 years we'd be together i'm sorry we've known each other longer but neither here nor there it's obviously we've grown up together um, you're pretty efficient at this then i wouldn't say efficient we still get in <laughs> fights we still argue it's we're still obviously going through this third life crisis together so it's still a learning curve you know just right when you get comfortable it's like okay something else is happening something else is happening so um, it's just a new, new every day, something different. Uh, the years are really, really adding up <laughs> facing, oh God, facing, you know, old age, but we won't <laughs> get there. Come back to the light. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm just mumbling. <laughs> just come back to the light. Go- <laughs> this is not, gonna- this is not, you just cut all this out. This is not. 
What about, Nobody wants to hear this. What are your thoughts, Austin? I mean, it could be... Go ahead, babe. You say something better. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I agree. Again, I've known you for 12 years. We've been together 10 years. Lived together more than half of those years. And uh, been married one year. So, uh, yeah, legally, and you know, that all changed. But the year flew by like any other year would. We traveled. We partied. We went down to San Antonio. Um, we celebrated holidays. Like, it was a normal year. Again, we had milestones of going to China and buying a house and stuff like that. But I think, like you said, it was a fast year. So, I mean, the anniversary just snuck up on us. I will say when we first got together, Mm -hmm. those first three months were so long, Austin. Like the the first three months. Together or married? No, no, no. Together. So 10 years ago. Yeah, I was like, man, it's only been three months. (laughs) I can't imagine spending the next 10 years. (laughs) And then they just fly by. (laughs) <laughs> once again past that three month hump yep what did you guys do to celebrate it did y'all celebrate it all did y'all do anything i know again i think maybe because we're just we've been in this game too long i know that sounds bad right like there should still always be romance or whatever but i think austin and i we haven't tried to do things for each other in a while like everything we do together we enjoy we do for each other so we didn't do like dinner we didn't do gifts we didn't i mean we literally worked on the yard and watched tv together that's what we did we went to lowe's and bought stuff for the house Um, yeah again yep there it is again (laughs) and so we had originally scheduled some massages and we got a phone call saturday and one of the massage therapists was having like a family emergency so he had to cancel all of his appointments and so I didn't want to just one person go by themselves. It was me. Mine got canceled. So we wanted to do it together or go together, not actually get massaged together. But anyway, um, so we had to reschedule for, what, two weeks? Yeah. For the, cause two more weekends. Be, yeah. Two more Saturdays. I'll be, I'll be working the next few Saturdays. And so um, that just got pushed back. So I guess that was kind of our gift. Okay. Not really, but, you know. Yeah, you still have something. You still have to look forward to that. Yeah. So this time last year, you know, you had just get gotten married. Did you guys think about? Did you guys look ahead to like the? Did you think about what's what it's going to be like next year, or, or have you thought about that right now? What it's going to be like celebrating your second anniversary? Again, I think it just went by so fast. Like if you would have asked me this time last year, I would have definitely thought I would be pregnant by now and we'd be starting a family, that we'd have this house, not this house particularly, but a house. Um, And of course, you know, not everything falls into place like that. So it's hard for me to think in the near future. Again, that would still be, if you again asked me today, that would still be my train of thought, like starting a family. But you just never know, right? Yeah. Okay. Babe, do you have anything else to add to that? Uh, no. I mean, if you would have asked me last year at this time, all I could think about was China. Yes. That would have been on my mind. Um, and then after that, I mean, it was just events after events, right? It was your bachelor party. It was your wedding. It was other holidays. Um, so it's just been... It's hard to think of. I know... 
there might be someone getting married in 2020. Um, and hope, and I think they're, they hope the plan was to do like a destination wedding. So I'm, I mean that I'm looking forward to that. Like that would be fun. But I mean, other than that, I don't know. Have a better looking yard. <laughs> Good luck. Just kidding. You you guys said this. I think we all kind of agreed on it. But I think you mentioned this, Austin. I think last year, towards the end of one of the last episodes of 2018, you were like, you know, you're looking forward to this next year. Not really doing anything as far as you know, because last year, like you said, it was the wedding and the events. It's hard and, to top, yeah. So not just top, but you're looking forward to like just chilling, also. Like it was right. eventful. So, all right, I get it. So, I mean, that, that applies to your outlook t- for the next year. So, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. So, this past weekend, while you guys were celebrating by mowing the lawn and whatnot, uh, me and Jessica took a nice 500-mile, seven, eight-hour drive to El Paso. That's awesome. And uh, <clears throat> she, uh, we visited her friend, Diane, who was celebrating her 30th. So, she's in the thick of it now. Mm-hmm. Of that third life crisis, you know, she's doing some great things. Did you out give her there. a sticker? Everybody should get a sticker when they turn thirty. I misplaced my stickers, Neither. or I or I use them all. I'm gonna go with use them all. <laughs> Damn it, John! Um, no, 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 they're somewhere here. But uh, no, we we had a nice drive out there. We left Friday morning at five a.m. and we got there at two thirty p.m. Mountain Time because they are an hour behind. Of course. And I mean that was it. I'm the whole, the drive over there wasn't bad. Uh, I don't think I've driven. That might be my second longest drive I've ever done. And I was kind of looking forward to it, you know, like this is this is this is what it's gonna be like, you know, when I have my kid and we're going on a road trip, you know. That was my mindset. I was trying to like to not be tired and just wanted to drive, and I wanted to. I was kind of like, a, no, I'm gonna drive. Like I'm the guy, right? Like no, you sit right there and Idiot. sleep. <laughs> and then sure enough, towards the end, I was like. Not dozing off, but I was like, damn, I could really close my eyes right now. <laughs> but uh, the drive over there wasn't bad. We were there, and it was actually a reunion for me. Uh, I spent some younger years there. I was maybe two or three years old, and then we moved back to San Antonio. And, uh, what? Yeah. This is the first time I'm here. I wasn't born over there. I was born here. We moved to El Paso because my, uh, my dad's side lived over there at the time. So my mom and, you know, she moved in with him and his family. And I vaguely remember the house. I vaguely remember the mountains. But other than that, I don't know. You know, I, I don't really so remember So how much. old were you? What what age are we talking here? I, I, again, I'm, I don't know exactly. I can probably find out if we have a minute real quick. Because I, I was going to ask my mom all this stuff before I came on the air because I wanted to talk about it. So, yeah, I don't know exactly. I don't know exactly how old I was. Um, I just texted my mom asking. We'll see if she texts back during this recording. But uh, I remember the house vaguely. It was a, it was a two-story house. Uh, I remember I, I slept on a bunk bed, and I fell off that bunk bed a lot at the, from the top. <laughs> my mom would always tell me stories. You know, she'd hear it. We'd be asleep, and she'd just hear, bang, and then, <laughs> like, we just start crying, like a, a cry to follow right after. Oh, my goodness. And uh, that was it. I mean, we, were, wasn't there, we weren't there that long, like I said. Came back to San Antonio and, you know, lived the rest of my life here. But uh, on my way over there, I was asking my mom, so where about did we live? I thought maybe of going to find the house and whatnot. And Goodness. She, she gave me, she she didn't know the address, but she told me the area. And we were actually in that area 
uh, Saturday morning. So I was like, okay, it was in this area. It didn't look familiar, obviously, but mm-hmm. very interesting. Yeah, we did the we did the party that night. We saw some old friends from Jessica's college days who also lived there, and it was it. We we just hung out. Uh, we said bye to one of her friends. One of her friends is actually joining the Peace Corps, uh, Esme. So she like yeah. Uh, um, it's all like all said and now? done. Next this coming Sunday, she flies to Miami for some orientation, and from Miami she goes to Ur- Uruguay. Uh-huh. Did I say that right? Uruguay, Uruguay. Sure. Yeah, Uruguay. It's not Paraguay. It's the other one. <laughs> and oh, uh, cool! She'll be there for two years. Wow, that's awesome. So it kind of worked out, you know. Just this is one of Jess's close friends, also, and. And it was kind of like a, you know, we'll see you in two years type of thing. That is so bad. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, okay. And I just got a text from Jessica. It was Paraguay. So I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, you idiot. <laughs> She's eavesdropping on the recording. <laughs> um, It'd be funnier if she was telling you a lie. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so, yeah, it was fun. Like I said, I mean, I'm just kind of repeating myself. We we hung out that night. We celebrated her friend's 30th birthday with her family and, and friends. And uh, we drove back Sunday. We kind of took it easy on Sunday. I, I, I don't want to wake up at 5. What's that? I said I bet. Yeah. So we left probably around 1030 uh, El Paso time and drove straight. We made maybe two stops to bathroom, got some food. But we, I got home uh, around 730. So early enough to still kind of enjoy the evening. Mm-hmm. And uh, that was it. I mean, I drove back uh, the whole way also, so it wasn't any problem. I was more awake, I think. Yeah, so we'll see if my mom, we'll come back to that if we need to, but we'll see if my mom, I don't know how old I was, like I said. I know I was a baby. And so how did how did Jess do on the travel? She was okay? The, the drive over there, she was kind of, uh, she was okay. She stayed up with me the whole way. You know, she didn't take a nap till literally maybe 20 minutes out. And, you know, that's just because she wanted to make sure I was awake. But I think her ankles may have gotten a little swollen. I remember I was rubbing them later on that night. And uh, it was okay, though. I mean, she was she, she did good. And we went, we went with her little sister. So her little sister was in the back seat. And, you know, we're all just – it was more just conversation, you know, to help the drive. Because there's literally nothing out there. Like, yeah. desert. Like, it's so unappealing to look at. <laughs> <laughs> and I made that known. So when we when we get there, you know, of course you did. Of course. You did. <laughs> First thing he says, "How the fuck y'all live out here? <laughs> what the fuck's there to do here?" <laughs> I'm just kidding. I didn't really notice it until the next day, Saturday. You know, when we were kind of rested and driving around, getting food, meeting people. And I noticed one of the things I noticed was one: all the buildings are the same color or a shade of beige. Like there's oh. no color anywhere. Two. Nobody has grass on their lawns. It's rocks. Uh, yeah. Like, it's just all rocks. Like, they don't have to worry about mowing the lawn. Lucky. And some people had green, but it was fake grass. Like, it was nice. nothing to maintain. Like, I don't know. Mm-hmm. So, I kept, like, that kept blowing my mind the more and more. And then what also blew my mind was the fact of how close we were to to Mexico. Like, yeah, you you know, you see it on the, the map and the border is literally right there. But, like, you can see Mexico two miles to the left of you while you're riding on the highway. And it's just, like, night and day. Did it freak you out? No, it didn't freak me out. It was more of a, like, holy shit, like, 
it's right there. Like they have to look at us. And <laughs> not, no, not, not in a negative way, but like you can see <laughs> the level. Negative. You can see the, the the difference as far as the structure. The structures. It's just it's just nine day. It's not as developed, obviously, just from what we were seeing. That's the city of uh, Juarez. If you've seen uh, Sicario. <laughs> Shout out. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that was another thing. So it was like, you know, the desert. There was sand everywhere, obviously. There's no grass. There's no color in the entire city. Aww. It was crazy. Like, that was all something I just kept taking in. And I told Jess, I was like, so we probably won't be back here, huh? Like, for a while. He's like, let's never. <laughs> Unless, like, it's for a wedding or something. So her her friend who turned 30, Diane, she's dating someone very seriously. So hopefully, you know, that happens. And if it does happen, no obviously, pressure. we won't be. We will be there, no doubt. No pressure, John. <laughs> so, yeah, I guess my mom's going to ignore me the rest of the evening. <laughs> Moving right along, we got another document documentary review <laughs> why, is so why is that so weird I, I couldn't say the word documentary is it documentary why does that sound so weird documentary Documentary. <laughs> I was like, why does that sound so weird coming out of my mouth documentary so weird? <laughs> let me see how does it spell it spelled how I Document. say it. <laughs> no. Let's see. It's, it's a documentary. It doesn't even say documentary on there. Documentary. That's how you spell it. Where? But where is it? Where are you reading it? He's just at? saying. He's just saying. I'm not reading oh, anything. I thought you were reading it off the list. I was like, oh. <laughs> anyway. I documentary. Guess we, yes. <laughs> I guess we can move on to the documentary Austin has. For review, what do we have today, Austin? Yeah, so Cassie and I, she watched most of it. Uh, It's called The Inventor, Out for Blood in Silicon Valley. And it's on HBO. It came out on the 18th of March. And it has a 75% from critics and 60% from audiences. It's directed by Alex Gibney. Don't really know who he is. But it's a two-hour special on HBO that tells the story of Elizabeth Holmes, who is a entrepreneur who went to Stanford, but then dropped out because she got this, you know, billion dollar idea of what if instead of going to a hospital or doctor to go get your labs done, and that always takes forever, and they draw so much blood, and then you don't know what happens to that blood, and then it comes back weeks later, or you know, however long later, and it's just a sheet that says it's this, this, and this, and then you don't know what to do with that information. What if we could create a machine about the size of a printer, a medium-sized printer, that would only have to take a very small fraction of blood? And I'm talking like the amount of blood that you would get from just like a pinprick. It goes into the machine and bam, it prints out exactly what you want to know from your blood results, all from that little amount of blood. And so... She left Stanford. She dropped out. She got money from investors to make this company. She founded her company, Theranos, uh, in Silicon Valley, next to a bunch of other, you know, these other big startup companies. And in the mid 2010s, 
her company was valued over $9 billion. Wowzers. And then it came out slowly but surely as people started whistleblowing and leaving the company and uh, the FDA gets involved and other people start looking at it that it's basically another fire fest. Oh, the no. machine, The machine never worked. All these tests that they were doing in Arizona when they partnered with Walgreens, they were running the tests on other machines that are like made for that. Like normal machines that we use now for that type of stuff. They were using it and saying that it was their magical, they called it the Edison, the little printer box that could do everything. And so they were fudging numbers. Um, the people in the lab that worked for them, they would run the test real quick and then try to play it off like, oh, the, the machine did it, even though the people were, people were actually doing it. The engineers who bu- were building Edison were telling her it can't be done. The machine's too small. It can't do all this. It's going to malfunction. Um but she was able to get away with it. Her and her, the other, I don't, know, I don't think he was CEO. He was something else. I don't know what his title was. Um, they were able to get away with it. But now stuff has come out and obviously the company is worthless now. And they're both, you know, going to go to court for fraud, wire fraud, stuff like that. So they're running these fake tests and making billions off of it. So it's very Our interesting real because. Tests, but on different machines. Yes, but the way the documentary goes, they make it seem like she didn't know. Like she just believed so much in this vision that, you know, we were going to we're going to do this type of thing. And they give other examples of other companies where it's like. Yes, they're kind of lying to people, they're kind of not telling them the truth, but man, if, if we just got a little extra funding, we could do this, you know, type of thing. Kind of like, you know, yes, we don't have the cure for cancer, but if we just had a little more funding, you know, we could do so much good, right? So let's change the numbers a little bit and try to get investors to come invest in our company. So they were very private throughout the whole time they were a company, but just people started seeing like, you know, this isn't right. This isn't working. Um they're also doing some shady stuff. Yeah. Interesting. And it was like a big thing. I didn't realize because I I guess I didn't see it here where we are, but it was like a big thing. They had commercials. They had patients' testimony on the commercials. Uh, it was backed, like you said, by Walgreens. It was like not one of those things where it's like, oh, you haven't heard about this cool company, up-and-coming company. Like it was out there. So to me, it's just baffling how something can be out there and somebody's backing it with, like he said, all of that money and it's not even a thing. It doesn't, it's just insane. I don't know how, how do people, again, I just don't understand the lies. I think I would easily be swindled into doing something because it's like, why would you lie about that? She was basically saying she was going to save the world kind of thing. Like, this was going to change everything. And then you're, that's not even, it doesn't even work. <laughs> so, yes, I mean, she got a lot of people to believe in her. And she was on the cover of magazines, interviews, like Forbes, Fortune, all this stuff, right? Uh, but two, two of the people that ended up, like, that had interesting stories about her or with her. One was, like I said, she went to Stanford. 
And when she dropped out, she told one of her professors, like, hey, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to drop out. I'm going to create this business. And this professor had been at Stanford for years. He was a tenured professor. And he quit his job to go work for her. Right? And then another guy, he was a, he was one of their investors. And he invested millions of dollars into this. And they interview him in the documentary. And they're like, you know, why? Like, how? And he was saying that a lot of the investors with these early on, the early adopters for this new technology, this new type of industry, you don't really have numbers to go by or financial sheets or data. You kind of just go with your gut. And so they're like, yeah, but you've, you, you know, you invested millions. And he was like, yeah, but I was also the first investor for Tesla. I was also the first investor for uh, PayPal or Uber. I forgot what it was. He's like an those you know net me how much millions of dollars like sometimes you have to go with your gut and he lost out on this one but it was just so interesting how this woman was able to rally people behind her to invest in this cause that's insane i can't i can't convince anybody to do anything i i cannot imagine how charismatic i don't know what word you would use but for her to convince somebody or Walgreens, to invest yeah. to invest that oh, much that was money the- that was the other thing. Walgreens signed this deal with them, right, to have their Edisons, those are the little printer boxes, in the Walgreens store at their Minute Clinics. Uh-huh. Walgreens, big-ass company, signs this deal with Theranos. Walgreens never even checks inside the box to see what is in there. They could have just presented, like, a cardboard box and painted <laughs> it black, and they would have still signed. They, ne- they never had anyone check inside the box to see... What was How it there? works. Right. And the way they, they explained it, right? The way they faked the test, not faked the test. Oh, well, I guess it is fake the test. Is when they had investors come by, they show them the box, they put the sample in, and then they're like, okay, it's going to take a few hours for it to give you a result. Let's go tour this very nice lab and all of our cool technology, you know, so they take them on tour. Let's go to lunch. Oh, you, can we come back and look? Your results are ready. But really, there's people behind the scenes, like, scrambling to get these results and then just, like, put them in the machine and then it comes out kind of thing. That's and they're like, crazy. yep, that sounds that sounds awesome. We'll take a few million dollars worth of that. Yeah. It was even, like, the technicians who had to teach people in Walgreens, the Walgreens employers, how to use them, how to take blood and, and things like that, where she was training all of these people. So that's and, that's what ahead, I was sorry. just about to say. Like, she's the head honcho person who's creating the smoke screen, right? Yeah. It has to trickle down to. So they they explained that in the documentary. The there's just so many fires going on for people to put out, so many problems that the chemistry people are so busy trying to figure out the chemistry of trying to get all this information to the patient with just a small amount of blood, that that's all they're focusing on. The people in engineering are just trying to figure out how to make this machine work without it fucking blowing up. So that's all they're focusing on. The people in in the public relations, they're just trying to make this badass commercial to sell this project. So that's all they're focusing on. So no one's really looking no one's looking too far into anyone else's business because they're so inundated with their own stuff because they know they have to get it right. And in their mind they're like, damn, the holdup is like on my department. And so no one's talking to each other. So no one knows that every single step, every single department is failing. 
No one can see that. It was like the yeah, that's that's. And everybody's crazy. working in silos, and they think, oh, engineering's doing just fine. We need to get this chemistry portion of it up to par. Wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, um, she deserves to get some sort of punishment. Hopefully, whatever's coming to light. Yeah, they Again, say maybe twenty I years. Under- I just don't understand. Um, but I thought it was a good documentary. Uh, I give it seven point five out of ten. Oh, okay. Uh, and I did like the way it was shot and the way the whole film was. So I'm interested in viewing some more of Alex Gibney's work. And I did find one I would want to see, um, and it's on Enron, the smartest guys in the room. I think that would be a cool documentary to watch. Nice. I think it was. I think it was really interesting how. Um, how like they kept you know darting the fda you know where it was like okay i need your proof like i need your documentation i need results and stuff and they were just like not fudging but like dancing around it or they would say this is proprietary like we can't show you everything because then our competitors will get it and it's like okay but if you're gonna put something out into what you want to be everyone's house to have one of these machines, we're not just going to let you put something that's going to handle blood and give results into everyone's house without testing it and knowing what exactly is going on. And then they would fire back like, well, this is proprietary. You know, what if so-and-so wants to steal our patent? Like, you know, but all of this, they're going to court now and they're already going to make a movie about this. Dang. Can you guess who's going to play Elizabeth Holmes, Cassie? Let me think, let me think, let me think. And that's the thing, too. She was, like, hanging out with all these stars and stuff. Living the high life, you know. Um, Who? Who's going to play her? Jennifer Lawrence. Okay, I can (laughs) see that. No, 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 I can see that. She, she, um... No reaction. She she had, like, the real, the real girl. She had, like, chubby cheeks, right? Like, I could see that. I could see that going. And she never blinked. And she, it was weird. They, it was, oh, gosh. She... I just don't understand how people can do that. Like not blink? I cannot blink. No. <laughs> Lie and cheat and steal your way not to blink. the top. <laughs> oh. I recently learned how to sleep with my eyes open. I'm so tired. <laughs> so 7.5, the best documentary you've seen thus far. For this year, yeah. But I'll check out Enron. And I also want to see The Disappearance of Madeline McCann on Netflix. So I started watching it. I didn't give give it time. I know I know for a fact I didn't do it. I got bored 10, 15 minutes in. But I'm hearing it's good. Yeah, I didn't realize it was like a, a whole season. I thought it was just going to be a couple hours. I think that's what turned me off about it too. Like I wanted to see a one, like give me an hour and a half, two hour, like uh, abducted in plain sight. Right. Uh, moving on to uh, one of the last things maybe – we wanted to bring up uh, I'm breaking down and going along with something Jessica wanted to do and that's a gender reveal this week uh, we're gonna hopefully find out the gender this Thursday the 28th of March and well we're gonna hopefully see the if the ultrasound and the baby cooperates and then we're gonna have the doctor or the technician put that result into an envelope and then on two days later on Saturday this Saturday we're gonna do some reveal with smoke and stuff when when do you learn that us wives make all the decisions john austin (laughs) 
Well, to be fair, I said I don't care if we do or don't do it. I wasn't going to put any effort into it. But she decided she wants to go through with it, so here we are. So you're going to put a lot of effort into it? <laughs> I'm so trying So y'all to. will know before? Or y'all no. hiding it from yourselves? Yeah, so uh, she bought an envelope today. Uh, it couldn't just be a white envelope, right? She had to go buy <laughs> a, a fun-filled envelope. And the doctor or the technician, like I said, is going to look at the ultrasound while she's uh, doing the the x-ray or whatever you want to call it. And we're both, me and her, me and Jessica are going to look away just in case we happen to see something that could indicate, you know, we don't want to have any indication at all. Right. We're going to tell the technician ahead of time, you know, don't say anything, don't tell us, look, write it down, put it in this envelope and seal it. Calm down. Everybody and, needs to calm down. <laughs> and then... Uh, You're getting kind of aggressive there. She's going to give it... And then I'm going to sneak a peek later. No. No. <laughs> so she bought a pack. I think she bought a pack of these envelopes. So I can easily open it and put it in another envelope. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then um, she's going to give it to her friend, Erica, on Friday. And Erica's going to hold on to it, look at it. And then we bought these smoke. We bought these four smoke uh, grenade bombs that we get a hold. And I guess not grenades, right? The smoke things and uh, <laughs> two blue and two pink. And she's gonna somehow. So you, they're they're blue and pink. Like you can see the color at the top. So we she's gonna have to somehow cover all that. So nobody knows until the smoke comes out what it is. She knows. Except Erica, correct? So she's gonna have That's to find so a way exciting. to cover it. Nice. Now. All this anticipation and excitement and, you know, all this stuff could be for nothing because if the baby doesn't cooperate Thursday, we have to set up another ultrasound appointment, which is probably going to be in another two weeks, maybe a month. And that'll push the reveal till about Easter time. So, John, this is your first task. You're the father. You tell that baby. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just kidding. We'll get after it. What are you? (laughs) You listen. You listen to me. In two days time, I need you to do this. Don't make don't make me get mad at you. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. I, that I, child's gonna push you around. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, if you want to be one of the first to know, instead of waiting two podcast releases from now, right? Would that be correct? Yeah. They wouldn't hear it this April, whatever date. They'll hear the second week first. in April. Mm-hmm. If you want to be in the know and want to know what's happening, make sure to follow the social media sites because we will. Hopefully, be recording everything and, you know, tweeting it and and making the announcement on there. So, oh yeah, you got that GoPro ready? Yeah, we're gonna try to see if we can get some sort of footage for our YouTube channel. Uh, but we're we're for sure gonna post the announcement on social media. So, make sure you're following. And uh, we had the idea, me and Austin, last night of trying to. No, I think y'all talked about it on the last podcast. Oh, we we barely uh we barely made it known, but yeah, the idea of betting on the gender and the due date came up. So, uh, hopefully, there's gonna be some sort of betting on the gender. I gotta, we still gotta iron out the details, but for sure on the due date, we found this website, Baby Bookie, and uh, awesome make, name. Of course, <laughs> of course they make that. And uh, we're gonna hopefully get a pool going. So, if you guys, if family members want to get in on this, be on the lookout for that. We'll be reaching out. With those details. Um, and then, you know, just rounding this baby talk out, I thought it was funny. Cassie brought to my attention that there should be some facts that people should know to make an educated guess. Maybe not educated. I don't know if it's an educated guess, but there should be some facts that they should know to make some sort of guess. Uh, Old wives tell. 
Right, on, on the gender, and that's by using some old wives' tales. So uh, I can share that right now, right? Just real quick. Yeah, I mean, sure. this will all be late. I mean, afterwards, but. So there's different categories. So morning sickness, Jess said mild. That indicates it's a boy. I won't go through all these. I'll go through a few of these. Um, if she's, how's her mood? If she's moody or happy, moody means it's a girl. She indicated she's been moody. Uh, the mind calendar suggests it's going to be a girl. The Chinese calendar suggests it's going to be a boy. Um, what else here? Her cravings, sweet or salty. She's been craving salty things, which indicates it's supposed to be a boy. So out of random old wives tales here, there's... Sweet 16. 16. So out of 16 random old wives still that we pulled, because there's probably a few more, uh, seven are leaning towards girl, nine are leaning towards boy. So if anyone believes in that, the indica- indication is leaning towards boy out of that. So we'll see. Um, Dude, what did Jessica say yesterday? What do you mean? When you said, which way does the ring fall? <laughs> the ring? Yeah, there was one that said, which way does the ring fall? Left, right, spins, or something like that. Oh, yeah, so there's goes, there's this old wives... <laughs> tell i don't remember what she said you probably remember but it's you get you get the wedding ring and you put on a string and you put it over the belly or where the baby is and it's either going to spin in a circle on its own or spin back and forth or side to side not in a circle basically and one indicates a boy one indicates a girl and she said something like what she goes i don't do witchcraft yeah like don't be yeah (laughs) funny story is today she (laughs) comes home from work and she said somebody did it on her (laughs) Oh, no. <laughs> Which way did it fall? Uh, Add that to the list. Babe. What, what? what did the <laughs> ring do? I'm making her get up. What did the ring do? The Maria, she did the ring on your belly. She didn't do it on the ring. It was a chain. With the ring at the end, no? no oh, she didn't do it right then. It took off her pendant. No, no, she didn't do it right. You have to use your wedding ring because the baby knows. And then, okay, so her co-worker uh, did it with a pendant, and uh, it went left to right or front and back. It didn't go in a circle, which indicates it's a... She said it was a girl, and then she confirmed with her sister that it was a boy. So back and forth or left to right is a boy. If it spun in in a circle, it would have been a girl. So that method indicates it's a boy. And then she put a key on her desk, a regular key, and she she told Jessica to pick it up. So Jessica said, okay, she picked up the key. And the way you pick up the key, either the fat side or the skinny side indicates apparently also what sex, you're, what gender. Doesn't everybody pick it up by the fat side? So that's what Jessica, Jessica picked up from the fat side. And that, what, did that, what did that indicate? A, a boy. But then Jessica's argument was, you put this in front of anybody else and they're going to pick it up on the fat side. So I agree. So we'll see. I'm not sure. I'm not sure exactly if that's a. I didn't see anywhere on these websites anything about a key. <laughs> <laughs> that's the one that you're skeptical. skeptical <laughs> I'm skeptical about a lot of them, but the key, I did not see that anywhere. So we'll see. I'm. I I've had dreams that it's a girl. I wanted. I would like for it to be a boy, but you know. I have no control over that as of right now. You uh, did have control. <laughs> and I think Jess wants it to be a uh, boy. So, yeah, we will. So, 
How much money do you think you're gonna make on this? <laughs> We're still trying to iron out the details on that. We it was a whole day of just testing stuff out and. Thing we're just gonna play you know have a real simple simple like what does jess think about this she's on board she didn't say anything you thought she would be against it or what not against it but like you're betting on my baby <laughs> kind of thing <laughs> no so yeah again social media if you want to know on saturday what it is or if you're just a casual listener you'll find out in two weeks after the world we don't knows. have casual <laughs> listeners we don't have any listeners <laughs> okay <laughs> Anything else before we wrap it up here? No? All right. Well, thanks again for hanging out with us. Uh, you know, we took the week off. We're back again. Hope you enjoyed the episode. Don't forget to follow our social media. At Third Life Podcast on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. Follow us to see exactly how we are surviving our third life crisis. If you like this episode, make sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a comment on iTunes, Spotify, and wherever else you may listen. Thank you to those who have rated us and commented. Again, to find us, just search 3RD Live Podcast or head over to our website at www.3rdlifepodcast.com to find links to everything I just mentioned and past episodes. Be sure to follow us on our individual Twitter accounts at jmike2689, at castle underscore cassie, and at the Austin Luna. And don't forget, we're going to be making that announcement on social media, so if you guys want to be in the know, on what our baby's going to be, follow us. Other than that, thanks for hanging out. We will see you guys next week, and take care. Bye, guys. Later. Hey, hey, you get back here. (laughs) I'm reaching for the brownie. Don't make any ruckus after I did outcast. You always make some (laughs) sort of ruckus. What are you saying? (laughs) (laughs) Mouthful of brownie. What are you saying?